Verstappen spoils Monza anniversary. Safety car spoils everything else. Meanwhile in the Williams garage. Okay, Nicholas, this is Nick. Uh, he'll be covering for Alex this weekend. Try to give him some useful tips and hints on how to be an F1 driver. Oh, okay, neat. Uh, just watch all the cars in front race about, and then in the last five laps, pull the steering wheel left or right, and then hit something hard. It's pretty easy. Um, I'm, I'm good. Maybe I will try to grab some points, maybe? Yes? <laughs> but this guy will never last in F1. <laughs> never. Welcome to the Late Night Race Review. Welcome back, everyone, for the Italian Grand Prix episode of the Late Night Race Review. I'm Dave Jericho, and with me, as always, is Owen Scott. We're without Isidro this week, so hopefully that's worth a like, follow, or subscribe. So get hitting those buttons, or we're bringing Isidro back for the Singapore Grand Prix. Also, to let everyone know, we have started doing live coverage of the races over on Twitter. So don't forget to join us over there for the Singapore Grand Prix, where Scotty and Isidro will be giving live updates on all the action as it happens. For now, though, let's get back to today's action at Monza. It was a, it was a pretty anticlimactic end to the race after a long-winded build-up. And we had our podium sitters ended up being Max P1, Charles Leclerc P2, George Russell P3. Uh, unfortunately, though, that was being decided behind a safety car, so which we will get back into in a little bit of time. But let's start off with a positive question. Scotty, how disappointed were you? <laughs> uh, um, okay, so last week I said that I wasn't disappointed at all by the race and that I enjoyed kind of picking things out of it. Um, this week... I'm kind of on the same sort of plane, but I was a little bit bored by this. I, the, the ending of it was uh, quite disappointing. Uh, it was a build-up, wasn't it? To, it was. to absolutely nothing. Yeah. But I mean, let's uh, let's jump in, though. There was, a, there was some exciting things to take from this uh, race, and I think that first one should be Nick DeFries. Yeah. I mean, he was voted the driver of the day from the fans. I mean, what an f- absolutely fantastic performance on his debut weekend. And he sort of highlighted how far off the pace Latifi was uh, as or was, should I say, is as an F1 mm. driver. Uh, I mean, he started this weekend in FP1 in an Aston Martin. Then on on that was on the Friday. Then on the Saturday morning, he gets the call to say Albon has an appendicitis, won't be driving. So he gets he doesn't even get a full FP3 session in. He has to they have to obviously adjust the seat, the harnesses, the whole setup for the car for him. So he gets 30 minutes of a run out in FP3. Then goes straight into qualifying where he out-qualifies Latifi for P13. Latifi finishing, obviously, in P16. Now, obviously, with penalties and stuff like that, he started P8 alongside Max Verstappen. Um, And then goes on to finish P9, getting a points result on his debut, and Latifi finishing in P15. So, all right, let's start off. So so what do you think of his drive today? Obviously, that's, that's the first one obviously on his debut. I mean, surely this has put his name in contention now for, in, in the conversation, should I say, for one of the open seats for next year, if not even Latifi's seat. Mm, yeah. Before the race, the, the Williams uh, team CEO was was uh, asked, what, what is the future of Latifi? And he's quite coy about it. He kind of pulled back and he was like, oh, we, we ha- we're not going to decide anything yet. We're just waiting to see what happens, blah, 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 blah. And um, he was talking positively about Nick as well. I, you know, I, I think after today's performance, how can you not look at him for, okay, any of the open seats, but for Latifi's seat for next year? Yeah. I, unless, like, 
as we said before, unless Latifi has some really rich uncle that is giving Williams money, uh, a la uh, Haas situation with um, the, the Russian oligarchs, I, I don't see how he keeps his seat. He now has more points for the season than Latifi has. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I mean, it, it just goes to show, I mean, I always thought, I, I think everybody thought as well that the Williams were so far off the pace. And then when we saw like last season, when you saw George Russell, uh, sort of, we were kind of went, well, out, George Russell's outperforming that Williams. Like he's driving that Williams beyond where it should be. Same then Albon comes in and we're like, Jesus, Albon sort of taking over the, t- taking up the torch from, from Russell and he's outperforming the the um that that Williams more than it should be and then De Vries comes in and sort of puts it where you would imagine Albon would have stuck it this weekend so I don't think the question now is okay Williams are a back of the grids team I think it's uh, more a question of Latifi is uh, has just been underperforming this whole time and has been fucking letting the side down so Absolutely. I mean surely even with you know look. We've been saying it all season about Latifi's pace. And I mean, even if De Vries doesn't take his seat, he, he, he's got to be gone anyway for a different driver, surely. I mean, I know the guy, I know at the start, of, before the race, they were saying that, you know, they were, they were being a bit coy about who was going to take that seat, whether I'm saying that Nick was still in there or Nicholas Latifi was still in the conversation. That's just got to be for show during contract negotiation. Surely he's gone. End of story. Yeah, he, he can't you can't keep that seat after after what happened this weekend. Um, De Vries was was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal for a young lad to come in like that and be a, as nervous as he was. And you could see it in in was it qualifying that he had the little run through the gravel uh, trap. One, yeah, yeah. Um, and I know that was that was to do more with the with the steering wheel that he had in the car. Oh, actually, sorry. No, the gravel trap I'm thinking of was in FP3, but he um, in uh, in qualifying, then he had that lock up then on his final on his yeah. final hot lap as well. Yeah, it was going into one of the chicanes. Yeah, um, and it, it's come out to say that they they changed the the steering wheel. It was more like a Schumacher style steering wheel in that one, as opposed to he chose then the the Albon setup on on the steering wheel. He was a lot yeah. more comfortable with that that setup. Um, and that was a, a large reason why that mistake happened. So, like, I, yeah, Latifi, I, I don't understand how he can be there. How he is still there, even, yeah, um, is beyond me. He's just, and I, I thought it was strange now that the even the pundits were jumping on this bandwagon, sort of saying that he's just not good enough. And you're like, where were you the whole season when this was like, you know, you may have, you may have sort of gently raised the question about his credentials in Formula One, but I mean. Every F1 fan has been screaming that he's not good enough for the yeah. for the sport. But I mean, again, like I said, De Vries comes in. I mean, it was great to hear him being interviewed after the race. And he was sort of saying about his nerves and stuff like that. Sort of, I don't know, it sort of makes drivers more human or something like that. When you see them kind of being honest about, he was saying he didn't sleep at night. That yeah. He didn't sleep the night before, uh, you know, the race. So last night, duh. Um, <laughs> but he didn't sleep last night. He didn't, he, he had trouble eating breakfast. He was so nervous. I just think, you know, that's brilliant. And then comes in, puts it, even with those nerves, puts in a performance like that on on your debut, picks up a points finish. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, look, give him the seat now and uh, and uh, cast out Latifi. Be can done I with just, it. Can I just say, can you imagine, like, how excited Williams would be if they had DeFries and Albon next year? That's a hell of a team. That's a great lineup. That's yeah. a great lineup for next year. Um, yeah. And I have to say, 
like, because I know poor El Mick could be without a drive next year, depending on what has to side. Hmm. I mean, it may suit Williams to still go with DeFries and Albon over yeah. Mick Schumacher. Yeah, but uh, that's another conversation anyway. But yeah, great drive from Nick DeFries today. Long may it continue. Hopefully, we see him in 2023. That would be absolutely fantastic. Yep. But let's talk about that safety car that took a big shit in our cornflakes and left the fans <laughs> awfully annoyed. <laughs> like before, before the safety car came out, I, I think the best we were hoping for was that signs possibly might have caught George Russell before the end of the race, maybe sort of with a lap or two to go. And we might have had some sort of excitement on track. But then Daniel obviously stopped on the side of the track, full safety car comes out. And there was the possibility then the field would bunch up and we might get a couple of laps of full-on uh, race and a bit of chaos, a bit of excitement for the end. But um, it sort of wasn't to be then. It took them a long time to clear Daniel's car. Safety car came out at the wrong time, came out late. So basically it picked up George Russell instead of picking up Max Verstappen. Yep. Delayed letting the cars overtake. It was a little bit of a, 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 bit of a, a mess uh, in terms of how the safety car was deployed and how, it was, how the whole procedure went. But they did follow the the procedure. They they went by the book, right? Yeah. So here's where I have a bit of a disagreement. I saw straight after the race, I saw on social media, I saw the commentators on Sky, saw the pundits on Sky. We're all calling for a full red flag and a, a standing start. Yeah. Um, saying it would make for a better spectacle. Harped on uh, after the race that the FIA needed to take a look at this. But the FIA followed the procedures to the letter of the law, exactly what should have happened, uh, exactly what should have happened in Abu Dhabi for, in, in the instance for obviously uh, Lewis Hamilton. It should have, in that race, it should have uh, finished under a safety car. They've done that here. And now all of a sudden everyone's like, but that's not good enough. It wasn't good enough for the spectacle. And you're like, hang on a second. Now, mm -hmm. Michael Massey may have made the wrong call even for the spectacle. So, so maybe he should have gone for the standing start. But he, his, his whole, Michael Massey's standpoint was he didn't want the race to finish under a safety car. He didn't want the world championship decided under a safety car. He wanted uh, the fans to be entertained. So that's what he gave us. And everyone complained because Lewis Hamilton didn't win the world championship. Fine. I understand that. But now we follow the letter of the law and nobody's happy again. Change it. Red flags. There has to be a procedure in place if a, if a, if a safety car has to come out with sort of five, 10 laps to go. Uh, Look, yeah, I'm not going to rant on because I could literally take off on one here. And there's, <laughs> there's, we're a man down here, so I better try and rein myself in. So, <laughs> so my question, Scotty, is where do you sit on this argument? Should we stick with races ending under the safety car the way it happened today? Uh, and that's just luck of the draw. If that, that's just the way it happens from time to time. Or do you think that we should consider the spectacle, perhaps a red flag or something else needs to be considered on how to handle um, a safety car? with sort of like maybe 10 laps to go yeah i personally i'd love to see a red flag in a stand and start that that's what i, I would love like instantly once they know that this is going to happen it's like right okay this is this is where we're going um mm -hmm. and i think yeah i'm all for the spectacle as many people know who listen to this podcast i'm a recent enough um uh, convert to to f1 i abu dhabi i absolutely loved I mean, I, I I like Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton as well, but that yeah. spectacle had me on the edge. I've never felt like that watching a sporting event. Oh, it's ever. Been a, it's, it's been a long time since I leapt up off the sofa 
watching mm. Formula One to that degree. Uh, yeah. I was screaming, and I'm not a I, I'm not a Max Verstappen fan. I'm a Ferrari fan, but I was still screaming the house down. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic. Not nothing, no sporting event. I don't think has made me feel like that. And to have that repeated again would be fantastic. Now I know there was that that wasn't the perfect way to do it. No, um, of last not. year it definitely wasn't, and Hamilton was uh, somewhat robbed. Um, but. To have something like that, that we know, okay, it's not going to be this sterile uh, finish. Finish where, okay, the safety car is out, and the order that we have, this is the order that's going to finish in. That's that's yeah. not that's not good. So I do think there should be something in place where they go, okay, this is this has happened. We're going to go for this standing start again and give us that excitement, but also have uh, rules in place that everyone knows straight away that this is what's going to go or what way it's going to go. So my 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 follow up question then to that would be. Um, because I'm sort of on the fence. I do. I understand where the spectacle can come in on this, and I understand where the FIA's following the rulebook comes in as well. Hmm. The red flag for us watching it as a spectacle, as a neutral as well. If you're watching hmm. it as a neutral, uh, I can see where the excitement uh, and where the benefits of that come from from a spectator side of things. But if you're Max Verstappen. We'll look at Abu Dhabi, but if you for, well, actually no, forget about Abu Dhabi. It's gone. Let's move on from that. Let's just say you're you're Max Verstappen. You're 20, 30 seconds out in front. Um, next thing is there's a safety car comes out. You've got eight laps to go. Say say you've even less, five laps to go. You know, worst case scenario, five, four laps to go is really tight. You know, mm-hmm. and they say no. The well, the new regulations now are you know if you're within certain percentage of the race distance or whatever it is. Uh, we call a red flag and we do a standing start so that there's a spectacle. Now, all of a sudden, you've got Max Verstappen on the front row of the grid lining up behind or you're sorry, lining up uh, alongside his competitor. Now, yeah. that's great for us as a spectator. But for Max Verstappen, all of a sudden he could go into turn one, tangle with the, say, Charles Leclerc, as an example, and wipes him out. And he's just after racing his nuts off for 50 laps, 60 laps, whatever track you're on and get, gaining a 20, 30 second advantage. Now, all of a sudden he's wiped out and he's no points. It's DNF. Yeah. So I know that's, that's a hypothetical as to what could happen at the start of a race, but I mean, it's not, it happens at the start of races. And yeah. when people know like that, that happens at the start of a race when people know or when, sorry, when drivers know there's, well, we still have 60, 70 laps to go. But yeah. when a driver knows he's only got four laps to get as many places as possible, all of a sudden the risk factor on that restart is going to be dramatically higher than it would have been on a normal start from the, from the beginning of the race. Mm-hmm. So that is my argument against a red flag, I suppose. It's great for a spectator, but I think it could be very unfair for a driver who has um, clearly dominated a race and then could easily be wiped out or something else happening on a restart with only four or five laps to go. What do you, what do you think? I am, mean, I, am I am I am I am I way off the mark here? I, I well, I think any new regulation that comes in will be will be deemed as okay. You're taking away this advantage. I mean, you look at the the they called it like the Verstappen restart. Do you know where he was coming alongside him up on the restarts? Remember they put up brought yeah. in that rule at the start of the year. So you know that wasn't fair to his competitors. They looked at it and they, you know, he, he obviously gave out about it. Mm. He wasn't happy, but he had to deal with it and he got on. That's now part of the race. Now you can't do that. And it's just, that's the way it is. Yeah. Any new regulation like that, there's going to be, um, there's going to be 
But I, I just think that that the the standing start, the red flag, if teams know what's going to be there and they know what's going to happen, they'll adjust for it. They'll they'll say, okay, there's a safety car coming out. I better get into the pits now. I better get a new set of softs. And all of a sudden you see everyone racing into the pits to get softs so they can yeah. prepare for this standing start again. Mm-hmm. It'll adjust the sport somewhat, I feel. Yeah, I, I I mean, I think there's a meeting coming up. Um, I saw Ted Kravitz mention it on Sky. Um, I think there's some meeting coming up tomorrow, I think it is, where certain aspects of this will be discussed. Right. I'll be honest, I'll be shocked if they bring this in as procedure to to do a restart uh, or a standing start, should I say. Yeah. Um, but I do think they need to speed it up. Uh, and I understand it was for safety reasons that they have to make sure the track is clear and that the marshals can do their job to make sure it's clear. But one thing, and we'll move on from this because we, we spend a lot of time here on the safety car, but one thing I noticed where I thought a safety car would have been beneficial and not from the spectacle side of things, but for safety kind of side of things, was that... <laughs> Now, again, it was because the safety car was deployed at the wrong time. So you had cars, there's, there's a um, a maximum lap time. that that So basically, you know, you can't be bulling around to try and catch up with the, the safety car. Yeah. Um, but you can still do a hell of a hell, hell of a lick. And what was happening was the cherry picker that was out picking up um, Daniel's car was reversing on the track to get back yeah. to, the, to the little slip lane. Mm-hmm. And I think it was DeFreeze and Joe who were trying to warm, keep their tires warm or something like that. I think actually, in fairness, they may have been caught up with the safety car at this stage. That's right. So they were weaving and he had weaved out off onto the sort of away, I say, if you, if you want to call it the racing line at this stage, um, as he's weaving to warm up his tires. And I mean, he was probably about, I would say, three to four car lengths away from the cherry picker. Yeah. And I was saying to Jing, now look, it, it is slightly different what happened to Jules Bianchi, but Jules Bianchi went off track and it was in the wet in Japan, yeah. but he went off track and he ended up going under one of those. Uh, it was actually a JCB, like he went under it and that's what ultimately caused his death. Hmm. And I just saw that, I saw it reversing, I saw the freeze weaving and I was just like, yeah. oh Jesus, like don't. And it was that moment I was like, well then maybe the safety car should have been deployed. And then I saw afterwards that the stewards had mentioned had I don't know whether and I don't know what the outcome of this, this yet is that DeFreeze and Joe were um, either reprimanded or there was, there was some warning put in or they're 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 being t- spoken to in regards to erratic driving yeah. related to the warming up of their tires behind the safety car sure. and you're like well that's what every driver does in the safety car like you know I mean. I guess they were blindsided and couldn't see that there's a fucking cherry picker driving, reversing up the track. Like, you know, <laughs> so if that is going to be a danger, then then red in flag. that case, a red flag is the safety pr- protocol. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. look, I could rant for ages on this, but um, I don't know. Yeah. Look, there's uh, th- there was a lot of things done right and done, done wrong. And we'll see now probably in the probably before the end of the season, we'll probably hear something more about this as to what they're going to do. Yeah. But do we think, though, before we move on poor old michael massey do we think uh maybe he was uh he was right maybe he was a race director ahead of his time perhaps <laughs> uh how he dealt with it wasn't fantastic the idea behind it uh was we know f1 is is a sport that is driven by money and they want more revenue um and that's just what he was giving them but he just did it f- the wrong way f1's all about innovation michael massey was a trailblazer <laughs> innovate innovating rules on the fly oh um, yeah 
All right. Well, look, that's, uh, let, let's let's talk a little bit about the race. I mean, we had Max Verstappen, who was our race winner today. Great drive from P7. Um, only one more race for him now, and he's won the his second driver's title. Do we think he's... Oh, well, actually, what first, what do you think of his race today? I mean, there wasn't probably much in it. He, we, we, we knew what was going to happen. He plowed through the pack from P7. I mean, I think by the end of lap one, he was already into P3 or something, P4. He was P4 or something P4, like that. P4, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, and he was just carving his way from there. So what do you think of his drive today uh, for, for uh, what it's worth? And do you think he'll take the title in Singapore? I think that he should start from the back of the grid uh, every race. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> yeah. phenomenal watching him carve his way through. And performance-wise, he never really, uh, excuse the pun, left third gear, I don't think. I don't think he even got out of third gear in terms of his performance. He eased his way after, as you say, after about two laps, he was up around P, P4, P3. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was ever in doubt. He's just too strong. He's too good of a driver. Um, and yes, absolutely, the title is it'll be won this time two weeks, three weeks, two weeks, two weeks, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't think I don't see any other outcome, he's just too strong. Yeah, it didn't look like he broke a sweat today at all, did it? No, nothing. I mean, Leclerc and Ferrari just, I mean, they didn't have the pace at all to compete with Red Bull. Charles coming in P2, like it was an, an incredible drive as well from Signs from P18 to P4. Phenomenal. So, you know, I give him credit for that. Absolute brilliant. I mean, he, I think he had a new engine in that. Well, he did have a new engine in that until he was at the back. Yeah. But so, I mean, he had a little bit of a performance boost on, on the other cars around him, but still incredible drive. Mm -hmm. And I'll give Ferrari credit as well. I mean, Damon Hill was a bit harsh on them saying that they made a knee jerk reaction. I know it's very easy. We've absolutely rattled into Ferrari on our podcast. Like there's no tomorrow. Yeah. So it's very easy to do that. But I think Damon Hill just didn't know when to hit the brakes and he launched into them again today. Yeah, and he was sort of saying that um, he thought they made a knee-jerk reaction. Now, look, he's he knows more about F one than I will, but have to say, I, I I would give them more credit than that. I think they realized early on that that soft tire was degrading quick on Charles's car. They didn't have the pace to compete toe to toe with Max Verstappen, mm. and they had to switch up the strategy. So. I, I think they just, I don't think they made a knee-jerk reaction. I think they knew they were going to start dropping time and it was now or never to make that decision to switch up for their, what was it, plan C, I think. Yeah. Um, right. So, now I'm not sure whether they originally intended to bring him in and leave him out on those medium compounds for the 40 laps and see if it would last. I mean, that just didn't seem possible, especially when we could see signs as tires were going off after 22 laps. Yeah. Um, But, Obviously, later on, when he was out on those mediums, they started calling the, with the radio calls and asking, was Plan C the option to go with? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll give them credit for that. I think they they made it, they, they, they tried something different. They could see it wasn't going to work. I don't think it was a knee-jerk reaction. I think it was just the only option that was on the table for them. Um, so what did you make of it? What, what do you think of their, their strategy today? And what did you make of overall Ferrari's races, Charles and, and Sainz? Yeah, I, I, first of all, they were under serious pressure. Bonato was under serious pressure today as well. There was stuff that came out during the week, and I, I think they really did up their game. They, they pulled back on the, on the radio calls, the, the whole McDonald's menu options that they were given <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the drivers exactly. last week or the week before. Um, and I think the calls, when you say knee jerk reaction, I mean, they can only really largely react to how Verstappen, um 
performs on a day. Well, just like, to say, on when Damon Hill was mentioning knee-jerk reactions, he felt mm-hmm. that they, they should have left uh, Leclerc on out longer and extend that stint longer. That was why he thinks they they reacted too quick to change their strategy. Yeah, I I, I don't agree. I mean, he he was no, losing he was losing pace um, as it was. They 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 made the right call. Absolutely, they did. Um, and you know, had we got the right circumstances and and the safety car, we weren't as uh, as far into the race. Maybe it could be a different story right now. Strategy wise, they could have that could have been a winner today. Yeah, and. The other thing I would say about science, what a phenomenal race. And like he, he, he was coming through the pack as, as strong as Verstappen was. And you've got to ask yourself the question, like, if he started a little bit further up the pack, if he was in, say, a, a P8, a P9 as well, alongside Verstappen, where would he have finished? You know, that was so strong today. Yeah, and that's what I was saying before the safety car came out. That was sort of the battle I was waiting to see, was to see whether Sainz would catch up with Russell and finish in P3. So, and like say, and he, had he finished even further up, well, he would have probably had, well, I mean, he had to take the engine penalty. So sure. saying how high he could have started, but he had the power advantage anyway over Leclerc's um, engine anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, it, it's tur- and it's turned into a strange one for Ferrari this season because it's weird. It started out with us kind of looking at them as title contenders, Charles being the, obviously the main one we were looking at for the driver's title. And looking that maybe Ferrari would be getting the driver, the constructors as well. But now it's sort of looking like it's going from Ferrari competing with Red Bull for sort of the driver's title and the constructors to falling back into a battle with Mercedes to challenge for P2 uh, in in the constructors. So, I mean, we had another podium from Russell, P3. Um, and, a, and and again, like um, signs, a phenomenal drive from Lewis going from P19 to P5. Yeah. So what do you think now? Like, do you think Mercedes are in the fight with Ferrari now for the, that second place? Absolutely. Six, I think so, six yeah. races left. Russell is Mr. Consistency. And there's I think there's only 30 something points in it. Is there? Let me just actually quickly in the double, in the constructors, in the constructors, double check that there's 35, 35 points in it. Yeah, I mean. That's that's not a huge margin when you look at how well Russell is performing. Uh, I know and Hamilton as well. Like if they can, if they two can races just... could see that close down. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Two uh, races could see that. Close no, down. no engine penalties, um, and Mercedes are are right back in there. Yeah, so I, I absolutely, I agree. Now I'm going to say something controversial here because I'm a Ferrari fan. This is probably even, and I'm sure people who are Ferrari fans listening will absolutely slate me and say I'm not an actual Ferrari fan. But <laughs> this is what I'm going to say. I'm actually rooting for Mercedes to beat Ferrari <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> because I feel that Ferrari yeah. have caused this themselves. And yeah. sometimes you just have to watch the world burn. And this <laughs> is that very moment that I just want. It's like, yeah, you know, you, you just want to see how bad it can get. Yeah, I mean, as an F1 fan as well, you want um, a little bit of interest uh, going into the the end of the season. And Red Bull are too far ahead, I think. That's done. And That's done, yeah. You know, I, I think Mercedes and Ferrari is the only real, apart from Alpine McLaren maybe, is the only real fight to watch out for now in terms of constructors. Yeah, I think, and actually I wasn't going to mention it, but yeah, on McLaren, it looked like McLaren had started picking up their pace on against Alpine. like yeah. so. I mean, yeah, six, six, six races left. Yeah, McLaren. Look, I thought now it was done. I, I genuinely thought that Alpine were probably going to 
sort of secure that fourth spot in the constructors. But I think now McLaren might actually secure that. Yeah. So yeah, Lando keeps getting those seventh places, and and Ricardo maybe picks up a tenth. You know, yeah. different yeah. story. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, look, it's um, yeah, it, it it's it's strange. It's gone from again a team who's fighting for constructors who uh, the, the constructor championship and the drivers' title. And they may end up finishing maybe third and fifth in the driver's title and maybe third in the constructors. I mean, what has happened? So, I mean, look, we will wait and see. There's one other thing I just want to mention to everybody as well. In the driver standings, I just wanted to notice, uh, make note that Nicholas Latifi has dropped to 21 (laughs) out of the 20. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, Thanks to Nick DeFries's two points today, uh, Nicholas Latifi now drops down to, to the twenty-one spot. It can't so, get worse for him. It really can't. It can. I mean, he's got to. He's got to bow out. Just, just, just leave. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing now. It's like Poor your coat's dude. at the door. Just sneak out. Maybe no one will see. I, I think the big thing there is just how nice he is. If he was less likable of a driver, I think Jesus, that he would be ready gone. It's oh, 100%. Don't get me wrong. I feel guilty about the, the, the shit I drop on him, but yeah. uh, it has to be done. <laughs> Can't help it. You can't, can't help, help it. it at all. Yeah. Alright, well look, that, that was our uh, quick little recap there of the Italian Grand Prix. Um, I want to now get on to the bigger picture, which is the predictions <laughs> game, Uh-oh. which is getting close at the top. So, so we've got... Myself, Dave Jericho, on seven points. Owen Scott in second on six points. And Azidro with four points in third place. So let's let's dive in. Let's let's just go straight in here now. I haven't right. seen this yet. Okay. So my top oh, three Lord. were I had Verstappen uh on first, so that's a point there. Oh, I had Leclerc P2. That's a one point there. Yeah, good job there. Ah, signs. So close. So close. I had P3, so zero points. Uh, uh, negative on signs. That's a good start, though. Very good start. Um, uh, what do you have, is he, uh, Scotty? I had Verstappen, P1, which everyone had, so that's yeah. a point. Hold on. Uh, Carlos Sainz, P2, and Hamilton, oh, P3. Yeah, I know, I know. Re- really went <laughs> wrong for you this week. Uh, it was the wrong Mercedes, but, uh, like, yeah. Right. I, I thought there was going to be a Mercedes in there. Look at a Cedros. Uh, Verstappen first. Oh, Jesus, we're copying homework again. Yeah. Leclerc second. Ah, I and Russell, haven't... P3. Jesus, Ooh. look at you two. Yeah. Uh, I think today Mercedes was very subtle, saying that Russell is our number one driver. What? And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, that little... Uh, Russell calling the shot, saying, I'm going in and leave Hamilton alone in the track. That mm. was clearly a sign that Mercedes is looking at Russell. I, I'm i hoping either next week, it's either going to be me laughing at both of you guys, or I'm <laughs> going to look like a proper moron. Do you remember? I says yeah. I'm either going to be laughing at you two boys <laughs> or crying about it. Oh, man. All right. So we had uh, Isidro, as he's not here, I will call his out. We had Verstappen, P1, Leclerc, P2, and bastard George Russell, P3. What a week to be away as well. This yeah. happened to me as well, actually, didn't it? I had a really good call and I was away that week. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 
Genie. That's maybe that's what his plan was. <laughs> yeah, I must go away on holiday. <laughs> Might win this before the end of the season. <laughs> um, all right. So I my flop this week was a Perez DNF, which I thought was coming when I saw the fucking fire coming yeah. out of his disc brakes. Yeah. Um, or out of his uh, his front brake. All right, so I got nothing for that. Um, yeah, that's what this game does to you as well. I'm watching, I'm watching for people and rooting for people to fail. <laughs> it's like a fancy football. Yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. I couldn't care less about this match, but I'm watching it because I want to see what points I get. <laughs> um, well, I had the exact same thing um, when I saw that smoke and that fire. I didn't see the fire, but I, I heard him talking about there was fire coming out the front right. So I thought your that hopes, was it. Yeah, your hopes were dashed. So that's an that's a goose egg for you on Perez. Yeah. Now, oh, we have to discuss this on <laughs> on Zedro. So he's gone with an Alfa Romeo, both DNFs. Now, that didn't happen, so we'll just throw in the goose egg there first for him. But he had, last week, he had both Aston Martins as a double DNF. Unreal. I mean, I, he was a week out, but I mean, he's, yeah. he's on to something with these double DNFs I know, for the rest I of know. The, the remainder of the season. And I saw the first, I think Vettel, Vettel was first. Um, and when I saw that, I was just kind of on the edge of my seat, just waiting for something to happen. And then it did. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, crazy. All right. Well, my surprise now. <laughs> now this is controversial here. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not getting nothing for this. No, I'm not going to bunch it. Uh, this is that. disgraceful. Because like, <laughs> it's clear. All right. Okay. Well, let's, let's. I had Albon to finish in the top 10. Now, his sit-in driver, his rep- his 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 um his backup driver finished in the top ten in his car. I mean, I don't know how I'm getting screwed on this. <laughs> okay, so just imagine for a second that you had, say, you had Verstappen, Leclerc, and Russell in the top three. If mm-hmm. someone sat in Russell's car, say, and came P three, would you still get the point for it? Well, that's what I'd be arguing. Now, if if you were I, arguing it, I wouldn't give it to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so. I think once, right. once he's out, he's out. He's out. Okay, I lost out. Now, all if right. you had called that Albon wouldn't actually be in the race at all. Oh, I, if I had called De Vries in the top 10 before I even knew Albon was going for an imagine? appendicitis. I would have given you five points. That would have I, I would have just won the season over. Yeah, imagine Everyone if you called up. Albon's appendicitis. <laughs> <laughs> I can just tell by looking at him. I can just tell. You just tell. He looked a bit gassy. <laughs> um, my surprise uh, this week was Lando Norris P4. Sorry, best of luck to Alex Albon. Hope Sergio went well. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. best of luck, buddy. Yeah. Um, uh, he uh, like we have to discuss as well. Uh, we don't really have to discuss it, I guess. But he might not be back. He possibly won't be back for uh, for Singapore. Singapore. And and now I I'll be honest. I don't think De Freeze will do as well. No, I think he still, he'll still do better than Latifi given yeah. but i think <laughs> he won't do as well uh, i don't think williams it's not their track i think their performance was based on their top speed yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. more so than now so um but fingers crossed if, if it is uh the freeze there i do hope he does well even if he doesn't get a top 10 just a sh- good showing for yeah, a solid, possible drive yeah. next season class anyway yeah. we, we got off the point who's um, your surprise yeah, so p4 and then when i saw the oh, qualifying sorry. I was looking, sorry, my surprise was London Norris P4, yeah. yeah. Uh, the qualifying had me hopeful, but um, yeah, I mean, it was probably never going to happen really, was it? Uh, well, I think maybe when when we saw the starting grid and all the penalties and stuff like that, but then he just bogged down on the start, which we didn't actually talk <sighs> about London Norris. Just Horrible. an awful start, yeah. Yeah, the, and... the settings wrong and then the anti-stall kicked in or something. 
they had some sort of a horrible pit stop as well. Something happened on the pit stop that he was five stalled. Point, yeah, he stopped for 5.1 seconds. And that extra two seconds or we'll say two, 2.2 or whatever seconds additional mm. meant that rather than coming out ahead of Ricardo, he oh, came out like, Alonso, yeah, was it? oh, he came back. I can't, let me have a quick check here now. I, it was one. horrible for them. He did make those my... places so, somewhat back up, and I think he got by Ricardo in the end. Yeah, he ended up behind Gasly, I think, and then he, mm. he took Gasly, I think. But um, but yeah, he yeah he got uh, he got screwed. Yeah. But uh, look, either way, you didn't get anything for that. <laughs> <laughs> so Schumacher for Isidro was his surprise. I'm gonna say his flop. Might as well yeah. have been, but he. Uh, <laughs> He didn't, uh, he got a goose egg for that as well. Yeah, P12. Uh, but it still works out that our winner this week is a zero. He's not even here to claim it. Not damn even him. here. He's in Portugal, absolutely celebrating at a party. <laughs> uh, where does that leave us points-wise, Dave? That's uh, me still on seven, you still on six, and a zero slowly catching up on five. Ooh, so point between us all. A point, yeah, between us all. So had DRS or something this week. Yeah, he caught us up, and we've got six six races to go. So this could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's um, good. Wait for it. There'll be a safety car in our predictions game, and we'll just finish <laughs> under that. <laughs> oh yeah, this is actually probably the more interesting of the finishes to the season. Our predictions yeah, game, in fairness, exactly. Um, All right, well let's uh, let's call then now. Singapore, two weeks time. Uh, first time back in Singapore now. So in uh, since 2019. So this. Hmm. Uh, a difficult one to call because uh, we haven't seen uh, these cars now around at this type of circuit and the, the heat and everything. There's a lot of a lot of factors to bring in here for this for these predictions. There's variables, yeah. But I've gone ballsy. I've okay. gone. I've gone all in. I'm either I'm either going to look like a hero or I'm uh, I'm about to lose my position at the top in in, in the leaderboard. <laughs> um, so my top three, I've got signs. one Jesus. I've got Verstappen P2. That was shocking. And I've got, well, this is going to keep it going. I've got Hamilton P3. <gasps> oh, oh my Lord. So Cut who have you got? Week. <laughs> Who's in uh, your... My top three, I don't think there's any stopping Max. Max P1. I think okay. Perez P2. And I think, now this one, this one will shock you, Alonso P3. Oh, you could have used that for your surprise. I'm interested who your surprise is going to be. Um, well, my surprise is Alonso... as, as shocking as that. Oh, right. <laughs> um, yeah, my uh, Alonso P3, I think. Yeah. Oh, do you have a... Do you have a Zedro's... Yeah. I'll have a look here now. And I got him. I got him here, actually. Oh, okay. So, Zedro went with... For a second there, I thought he sent me last week's. <laughs> he just yeah. sent me last week. I'm just looking at it. Yeah, the album. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So Isidro, uh, I think everyone knows now, but Isidro went <laughs> with Verstappen in uh, P1, uh, Leclerc in P2, and he's gone with Russell again in P3. And I get why he's gone with Russell again. That's the same reason I went with Hamilton. I think this Mercedes will be good around that uh, that circuit. Mm. Um. So my flop. Right. For Singapore is going to be Leclerc with a DNF. Ooh. I think he's going to crash it. I think he's going to stick it in a barrier or something. Well, okay. Why do you think that I pressure? Just well, there's no pressure on him. I think it's going it's... to be a bit more of a frustration, maybe. 
yeah, of how the yeah. season's kind of now fi- finishing out and perhaps not wanting the um not wanting the season to be decided or the title race to be decided quite so early on with six races or will there be five races still to go at that point yeah so uh, yeah i think he might just overcook it and if anyone's going to do it like there's a mistake in him so i think yeah, yeah i'm going to call a mistake that's going to send him uh, out of the race yeah good shout so um, who's your uh, floppy one my my floppy one for uh, uh for next week not next week the week after is uh Nick DeFries DNF Koresh Jesus <laughs> I know I'm all up on DeFries I hope it doesn't happen but I think he might get a little I bit mean, excited like, what the fuck are you setting the ground here for, or laying the groundwork for next season where Latifi's gone so we're just gonna absolutely rip DeFries out of it <laughs> I just no I just seen an opportunity I'm an opportunist and I see an opportunity there for someone getting a little bit excited. It's a different circuit to to Monza. It's a little bit tighter, and I think there's some walls in his future. So to freeze DNF. Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's yeah. All right. I could Look, argue that's... that if Albon comes back and does the same thing, I should get a point. I think. You're getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, <laughs> I would have given it to. I would have given you. No, Do you know no. what? I don't Do you know want what? It. Want I would have still given you the point. And although actually no, that would have given me a that would have given me a draw with a Z draw for this yeah, week yeah. had you given me that point. So I would have I would have earned a point and you would have uh, stretched my lead. Okay, so yeah, c- couldn't do that. Okay, no, 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 I don't want that. I was only joking. Uh, All right, was a Zedro's flop. Zedro's flop is. Uh... <laughs> All right, so he's he's given us some notes <laughs> with it as well. Yeah, that's so good he's gone uh, Carlos signs with a DNF. Uh... <laughs> And the notes with it says Ferrari will screw up somehow. And I wish I could <laughs> throw that into a Portuguese accent. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to attempt it. Um, All right. So my surprise, oh, sorry, my um, my surprise, sorry, yeah, is uh, uh, I'm, I'm sort of predictable at this stage, aren't I? Like I sort of I sort of rotate between the same two and nothing comes good for me. Yeah. Um, I just have a feeling the Haas could maybe do oh, okay. Oh, I know I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> we are such Schumacher fanboys, aren't we? I'm absolutely fucking yeah. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot, but I'm going for Schumacher top ten. It's the like it's the ultimate Lion King story. We just want it to happen. Like Simba returns and <laughs> takes over the the pride. It's like that meme of um, you know that it's like that stick figure holding the stick. You know that oh, cartoon yeah. drawing with the stick holding the stick, just poking like you know, Schumacher, <laughs> do something. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's just kind of what I'm doing now. Like I'm just poking oh. him with a stick for the rest of the season. Just do something, please. I'd I'd love to see a version of the Lion King where he comes back and he does mediocre and like. Scar still runs the pride. Um, I'd like to see that. Um, All right. What what do you got for your surprise? So my surprise will be, I think, Valtteri Bottas in the top 10. Is that a surprise? Is that good enough? uh, Top 10, sorry. I knew top 10. Hang on a second. I was doubting myself briefly. Now, he went out today. We had a DNF. And he didn't do too well the week before, as far as I can remember. I'll get you the exact result. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going. Let me go for where did he finish in the Netherlands? Uh, Bottas finished. He had a DNF as well. Oh, he had a DNF. Jesus. Okay. He's not <laughs> been doing well recently. I'll go far as, as far Belgium. back as, as Belgium. Jesus, he had a DNF in Belgium as well. Oh my he's, God. Yeah, hell? he's been terrible recently. And I've, I haven't even, to the Hungary, point where I haven't even finished, noticed him. I haven't noticed. How have I not noticed this? He had a DNF in 
in uh, in oh, he had a DNF in uh, Hungary as well. France. Oh, did he? Holy moly! How far going back is That's four DNFs in a row? What the? Did he DNF I... in France as well? I uh, no, I'm just on France here. He finished fourteenth. Um, fourteenth in France. Oh, I'll be honest. Even even just off the the last five races, I'll give you Bottas top ten yeah. as a as I, a surprise. I just I haven't noticed him. I didn't realize it went back that far. The the best result he's had though was Austria. Back in Austria, he got a P11. Not a great season for for Bottas, is it? I well, I'm just I'm more stunned. I I can't believe I didn't know I didn't put that together that he's had four DNFs in the last four races and a DNF in Silverstone. How many DNFs has he had this season at all? I mean, that is absolutely criminal. Yeah, Canada to P7. Genie Mac, he's really going under the radar. Well, we've got a we've got a bit of a conflict now. I've just uh, I've just seen uh, Zidro's or uh, yeah Zidro's um, surprise. So um, he's gone with oh yeah 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 he's gone with Alex Albon. Well, right. he better hope that he recovers because that's who he's gone for. And he sent the he sent his uh, predictions through when today. Uh, yeah, he sent them through uh, about uh, an hour and a half before we start recording. Two hours before we start so, recording. So I mean, he's known that he knows. Yeah. Oh yeah, is in he's, the seat. He's he's just he's just. Uh, Drawing on all his medical experience to, <laughs> to know that Albon is going to be in that car. Dr. Consalvish. Dr. Consalvish, yeah. <laughs> Let's hope it works out for you, buddy. <laughs> yep. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> all right, everyone. Well, I think that's it for this week. Uh, I think we're next up now in Singapore in two weeks' time. So that's marking again, like I said, that's marking the return since 2019. We haven't been there. So uh, hmm. make sure you tune in for that one. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, your own questions, comments, corrections, yada, 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 Facebook or f- Facebook? No, we're not on Facebook. <laughs> no. We don't do the Facebook thing. No. Uh, you can get us on feedback at latenightraceview.com or anywhere you find us on social media. And don't forget to tune in to Twitter on race days for the live tweets from uh, Scotty and Isidro. But until next week, 